We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, and we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I am your host, Killa Keith Kirkwood. I mean, Chris Kirkwood, um, and also known as Kirk Dees. And I'm here with my two boys, Brett Hartfield, Killa B2482, and JSU Rap, John Sarabian. Uh, what's going on, fellas? It's Saboner Night, and uh, I'm happy about that. Yeah, Chris Chris is in rare form for us tonight, so I'm pretty excited for this podcast. Um, we got a little three-game uh, NBA slate, and uh, the Saints got upset by the Cowboys. So, interesting start to Week 13, fellas. But the the, the man who came through for everyone is Keith Kirkwood. Just got oh. just gotta say that. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I, I had him in my FanDuel, so I played the second half, uh, whatever the the one half uh, contest. Yeah, what are you doing? Oh, I, I I just saw it, and like I actually saw it on Twitter, so I'm like, I gotta check this out, and. I did have uh, Kirkwood in the uh, – I forget what they call it. The It's not the captain spot. It's something else. But it's the one, one and a half X. And then I took him out last second, put Michael Thomas in. But, uh, yeah, I think I tied with uh, – <laughs> I tied with like a million other people with the same lineup. So, it wasn't that great. So, uh, JSU, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I hate Darren Carlson. That's all I want to say right now. Well, he, he salvaged for you in the second quarter. I mean, no, he's no, no, no. I hate him. I hate him from two nights ago when he ruined my night. So do you have him tonight or no? Yes, I do. And I hate myself for it too. <laughs> but at least he came back for you. Yeah. Um, they, they, thanks for that. He went, he, he went to school out there. It's a little bit of a college homecoming for him. So he should, he should come back. Um, all right. Uh, if we could talk NBA, I would actually probably prefer that, to be honest with you. You guys want to turn this into an NBA pod? <laughs> no, no. All right. Anyway, I'm just going to toot my own horn here, even though I didn't play it because I always do this. But I did call Kenyon Drake last week. I did say you run uh, Andrew Luck, T.Y. Hill, and you run it back with Kenyon Drake. I wish I did that. 
I would probably have more money in my account. Yeah, and I wish I got the right Pittsburgh receiver. I got the right cornerback to pick on. I, I called Brad, Bradley Roby. He just, for some reason, played Juju most of the game and got burnt. Yeah, so I, I want to say the Steelers were really intelligent about that. They barely played Juju in the slot. They kind of put him out wide so to avoid the Chris Harris uh, defense. And, and then that's, you know, I, I think Chris Harris, he got maybe one catch off of Chris Harris, and then the rest were on the outside. So um, pretty smart for uh, Pittsburgh to plan that out. Yeah, and Ben missed him like twice on like two more, like what, 70, 80-yard bombs or whatever they were. Like, he could have had a monster day, and he did have a monster day, but could have. Yeah. Real quick, I'm just going to go off and say I hate football. I hate NFL. I thought I had the nuts going into the to the 4 o'clock game. I, I started out with uh, my lineup. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up here, but it had everyone. It had Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Winston, uh, DJ Moore, and Tyler Boyd, and I'm sitting there with Marlon Mack, Cortland Sutton, and I was thinking about pivoting off of him. And uh, the Colts D and just, you know, in striking distance of everything. And then, uh, man, that was – it was just never had a prayer. We need to call these segments something like Misery Corner with uh, Chris Kirkwood. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was awful. The bad beats for the week. NBA is a print fest, so I love NBA. Um, uh, I, got the, I got the baddest beat of the week. No one, no one can even come close to my beat this week. Not even close. Let's hear it. With eight seconds left in the fourth quarter of the very last game, on on Tuesday night, I think it was, I'm in second place in a tournament on DraftKings to win 30K, and all I need them to do is not throw the ball from the inbounds to Darren Collison for a steal. And what happens? They heave the ball three-quarter court right into Darren Collison's hands. And game over. I go to fifth place and lose 25 days. Uh, that's brutal. <laughs> so that's why, I, that's why I hate If anybody Austin. deserves that, it's you. All right? I'm just going to tell you. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. He was nice to you, though. He misses two free throws at the end of the game. You yeah, he did miss his two free throws. He shouldn't well, even have the ball. True, true. All right. Let's, uh, so we got some games here. We got 13 of them. Lucky number 13. Um, so... There's some some big totals here. We've got the game that looks pretty tasty to me is the Panthers Bucks. Um, so I'm see how much money I can lose in that game. And then um, we also have the uh, the Raiders who uh, have to play the Chiefs, who should just demolish them. But that's a monster total of 55. And then um, some just a bunch of kind of like interesting spots maybe uh we'll get some takes here on the patriots game um if there's any any plays in that game but uh are there any other what what game are you guys like keying in on i mean nothing nothing in particular i guess i'm focusing on certain teams um i do want to invest quite a bit in in the rams uh ram stacks uh this week in detroit just kind of mark that as a spot where I love all three of these wider series, Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and Josh Reynolds. Um, and Reynolds, Reynolds got all the snaps again last week. So uh, in two full games uh, this year. How much does uh, DraftKings pay for snaps? <laughs> you would you hate when I bring up snaps. <laughs> um, but in two full games, the only two games where Cooper Cup's been out for the uh, full games and he's man the slot, 
Uh, he's gotten five red zone targets. So it's, this is a spot where uh, I know I know uh, JSU always likes to talk about Snacks Harris being uh, pretty strong on Detroit uh, stopping the run. And I kind of agree, but Detroit has been exposed through the air, and I think the Rams are going to really get off through the air here. Um, I, th- I still think Gurley has a, a, a decent to a good game, but I just really want to invest in uh, the passing and Jared Goff with, with multiple wide receivers makes a lot of sense. Yes, Snacks, man. He's, he's a monster. Definitely a good idea to attack this team through the air. I mean, Gurley's price is, is high, too. Um, I don't know, though. I, I feel like this is one of those weeks where if you're looking at the running backs, you know, Gurley is – you know, people are going to go to McCaffrey. I feel like Gurley could be um, not, you know, a little under-owned from what we're usually looking at every week on Gurley. So I'm not saying it's somewhere I'm definitely going to go, but in tournaments, I think it's a good idea, you know, pivoting off some of the chalk, which I think, you know, Robert Woods um, and Cooks might be a little higher-owned. Wouldn't we agree? I think people are going to attack that. That's my opinion on it. I, I think that Todd Gurley is going to be less owned than Robert Woods. Mm, I, I would assume they're all going to be somewhat popular. Um, I guess price-wise, I feel like Gurley's in a good spot. I know over on FanDuel, he's he's now come down underneath the 10K spot. Um, and then you do have the huge price increase in Christian McCaffrey. But I think a lot of people are going to be on McCaffrey. Uh, obviously, um, you know, you had – Chris talk about that game right off the bat. And then we, we saw McCaffrey go hundred, you know, both running and receiving. So I think he's going to be uh, popular just with the last week bias. Um, I, I can see myself buying maybe a little bit more girly for sure in tournaments. So, so guys, the matchup to attack is Nevin Lawson usually runs in the slot. Uh, Robert Woods is probably going to see him um, most of the, when he, when he lines in the slot, which most of the time I'm pretty sure now, you know, with, with cup out. So that's definitely in, in my opinion, that's the best of the three options probably this week. And we all know I'm a Brandon cooks, Mark, but um, cooks will be on the outside. Most of the game, he'll probably see a lot of slay. Not that he can't beat slay, but I do respect slay. I think he's still a good corner and Robert Woods, I think is going to run most of his routes out of the slot. So I definitely like, that matchup, I like that he's going to be in there against the cornerback that I want to attack. Um, so that's that's my preferred spot for a wideout from that team. Yeah, Slay, Slay hasn't been unbelievably uh, – like he hasn't been that great this year. So it's not something like that I would stay away. But you're right, um, path of re- uh, least resistance would probably make you go Robert Woods. Yeah, this Woods should have a huge day. Josh Reynolds, um, we've seen this – this guy just get touchdowns, um, you know, went out with Cooper Cup gone. So um, you have to like that matchup too for a cheaper price. And then in this game, you got to – I mean, how many targets is Galladay going to get? Yeah, I mean, their offense is very focused, right? I mean, they're, they're with basically most of their offense is not on this team anymore. And LeGarrette Le- Blunt is not going to be helping them this week. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I have, I have a decent amount of interest for Galladay, but I think this is a guy that I'd rather fade in tournaments and then buy him in cash, which obviously is kind of weird to do, but, uh, I just think he's got a high floor. Um, 
obviously he can bust one. We've seen him bust it before preseason, and he's getting tons of targets. It's just I know ownerships can be high on Galladay. If if you're stacking this game though, and you want to bring it back, who's the one guy you're looking at? He's he's it. Yeah, you know, it's Galladay or Riddick. I mean, those are the only yeah. Two. And yeah. a, a sneaky tight end play is Michael Roberts if Talib um, comes back and maybe they that you know they're going to force feed Galladay just because they have to. Ellington's probably going to get a lot of targets, a lot of like two yard targets, and uh, but Michael Roberts is like a sneaky deep tight end play. I think. Yeah, is there is there a game that you guys are? Because I mean, this is like one of the first games I looked at as being like, okay, I want want quite a bit of ownership in that game. Um, obviously, we're now in Dece- uh, going to be in December here, so kind of worried more about weather and weather, uh, weather each week. So it's like I want to get dome games. Um, there's plenty of, uh, you know, dome and good weather games, so you really don't have to worry about it too much this week. Yeah. yeah I, I, go, I, I, the game that, strikes, that sticks out to me is, what I, you know, the, the Cam Panthers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, I, I like a lot of that, too. Um, I think I, I have both wide receivers that I want to get some exposure to. Um, and you're going to hate that I'm going to bring up Curtis Samuel's snap count. But uh, Samuel uh, yeah. bas- basically uh, saw 54 of uh, 59 snaps last week. So, and Torrey Smith was back last week. So, I don't know if Torrey yeah, but Smith- Devin Funches is probably going to be back. So Correct. So keep an, keep an eye, obviously, on, on the Funches uh, status. But, you know, I still expect uh, Samuel to have a role and then Torrey Smith to kind of be the odd man out there uh, with DJ Moore for sure being uh, a starter also. DJ Moore is the number one now. Yeah, he's, I know, he's, he's awesome. definitely he, – I love him. Um, I, I still think, obviously, McCaffrey's a, a great play, Cam. Um, Greg Olson at 4,100, I don't – um, hate, especially against the Tampa defense. Um, but really, that's that's really it for me. With Funches back, I think I'm probably this week in tournaments going to actually, even though I love more and I think he's the best receiver on the team, um, talent-wise, I think I might be fading a little bit more and playing more Funches. I don't, I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I just think Funches will be lower owned for sure. Like I think he's forgotten. Yeah, and as he should be probably forgotten because even the games that he was healthy and playing, like he really didn't have um, a big game whatsoever. So I think if Funches is healthy, I will not have any want to roster a Greg Olson just because that'll hurt Greg Olson's like uh, touchdown equity uh, in the red zone. So yeah, we have to say that it's it's just as good of a matchup for him as it is for everyone else. Uh, you know what I mean? Devin Funches, as much as you might not like him, you know, really we've seen a lot of wide receivers beat up this Tampa Bay secondary. So uh, can Devin Funches do it? I mean, when's the last time you saw Funches like take, take like a, a major, you know, pass to the house or like catch a long touchdown? That's not his game, but his, but he's 5K on DraftKings. I can, right, take, but- I can take seven targets for 70 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. That you know what I mean? Like I can take that, but you know, I, I obviously would want DJ Moore to flop and everything like that, but I'm just saying, like, why couldn't he have twenty points? Why couldn't he have twenty five points? Like it, it it's a it's the matchup that we're targeting. It's the ownership, it's the leverage 
We're looking for pivots. Right. Um, yeah, and I, I mean, you know, I, I, I would look at the other side of the ball for Chris Godwin again. Like, I'm all about Chris Godwin. Uh, I, 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 I see your Chris Godwin, and I raise you to Sean Jackson. <laughs> no, last, last year he closed with a phenomenal December, and I'm, I'm still banking on uh, Godwin taking over. Now this team's kind of like obviously out of playoff chance. They got to – they, they got to sit down Deshaun for sure because Deshaun's – Oh, no way. So, so Dante Jackson is the speed guy on the Panthers, and he went out last week like on the first play. If he's out again, they don't have anyone to match Deshaun's speed, and it's touchdown time for Deshaun. I was wrong like a week or two ago, whenever it was, against the Giants or whatever. But this time I'm going to be right. Hey, I'm loyal. I'm loyal to my boy Godwin. All right, to a fault. Like I, I still think at 3,900 he can take the top off of a defense just like Deshaun. Carlson's just, going nuts, by the way. <clears throat> More problem, or less. Problem is, can he can he connect on a deep ball? Yeah, that's a problem. Jameis can't like like he just he, he can't do it. I've been rostering Deshaun Jackson every week, pretty much for you know the last, first like ten weeks of the season. And he's ki- like he's killing us after the first like you know two or three weeks when Fitzpatrick was throwing him those bombs. But like James is just killing him. They're ki- he's killing everyone throwing deep balls. He can't hit anybody. Sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things where I'm just uh, hoping to have it happen you know once or twice uh, here down the stretch. But I think Godwin more or less at that price point, and I think enough people have gotten burned by Godwin that. You know, his ownership will still be, you know, five, five to, I don't know, five to seven percent. So I'm good. I'm good with taking that ownership for sure. All right. So um, a game that I think is is interesting in the standpoint that I feel like it's some some pieces are going to get overlooked is the Casey Oakland game. I, I just, hey, Let's talk about that because I'm scared. Yeah. I'm scared of that game. But wait, so I, I have a sneaky feeling that the KC passing offense is just going to be kind of um, overlooked ownership-wise. Um, I feel like everyone thinks it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a blowout. Everyone wants the roster Kareem Hunt. I'm pretty sure the last time they were favored by 14, you kind of had the same take where everybody's going to be on Kareem Hunt and – and like you should be like looking at the wide receivers. Exactly. Was it this, like three weeks? And, like yeah, three? yeah, and 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 they all ended up having good games. Tyreek Hill had a huge. Tyreek had a monster. But he, he had like he was like five percent owned. It was the Arizona game. This was like three weeks ago. It was the Arizona game, right? Everyone was on Kareem Hunt. He, Sounds right. You know, K, but like Tyreek Hill had like two touchdowns Ty- and a hundred. Tyreek's like an automatic for the first half, right? Like he's gonna score like an eighty-yard touchdown, right? Like it's gonna. Listen, happen. the first team offense is gonna play almost three quarters, no matter like what. So we, I'm banking on three quarters of Pat Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, you know, Travis Kelsey. I I think Pat Mahomes is a better play on DraftKings, obviously, but in tournaments, like. You, you got to have a little Pat Mahomes. You got to have a, a, a KC stack with, with some wide receivers. You can have Kareem Hunt in the stack too, but uh, just don't forget about these guys like Travis Kelsey, um, Tyree Kale, Pat Mahomes. It looks like uh, Sammy Watkins is highly questionable too. He's not practicing as of uh, Thursday. So 
if he's out, I mean, obviously Conley steps into a nice role at 3,800. I, um, I agree. Tyreek Hill will be not highly owned. And I think it's going to be more to the, the price tag of uh, 9,100. I mean, um, when you're getting up that uh, up at that price range, you're going to be buying running backs instead of uh, a 9,100 Tyreek Hill. He's, he's almost a thousand more than the next wide receiver, which is, this is, this is my Demarcus Robinson week. This is the one. This is this is when it's going to happen. I was waiting for you to bring him up. It's going to happen. This is the spot. Oh my god! I just realized it. <laughs> it's whenever Watkins is down, and then people want Conley, but you want like the the fourth receiver. So when Watkins was in, and then Conley went off, like when Watkins was still in, he was active. Whatever that game, even though he only played like a play. But uh, Demarcus Robinson, I know he's going to break one one of these days. Gonna have to catch that. All right. Um, everyone else was listening. Don't catch. Chris, that. Chris, you had a moment there. You were just like, "Oh my gosh, it is, it is Demarcus Robinson." Yeah. <laughs> he, had he had an epiphany. He had an epiphany, and he yeah. wanted everyone else to know that. Yeah. yeah. These are kind of the deep plays. I, that these, was this, that was a are, raw. This, these are the worlds I swim or, swim around play, in. Play with those pins. Um, Here we go. Talk talk about Travis Kelsey though, because this is the guy I'm worried about. Right? Like, I mean, it's the not matchup. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like if we look at the tight end position in general, this might be um, the chalkiest week for a tight end on DraftKings with Eric Ebron. I think everybody's going to go to him. I don't. I, I know we've had some chalky tight end weeks um, so far this year, but this one really stands out. I feel like on an island. So, yeah, um, paying up to Travis Kelsey makes a lot of sense if you want to get lower. Like a Kelsey might only be ten to fifteen percent owned. And, you know, that's, that's pretty tough. That's pretty tough, uh, you know, like when he should be, I mean, as one of the top tight ends uh, every week, he should be at least 20% or more. Old. Uh, yeah. the Ra- Raiders allow by far the most yards per target to the position. Um, and they're ter- They're just, they're awful. This is, this is the best matchup you can get. So, I mean, if they want to, he could absolutely eat, but everybody can eat in this game. That, that's the thing. So it's like he, uh, you have to have exposure to these guys. Just do not forget them. Do not leave them out. It, right, and with some target share possi- possibly being opened up, right? I mean, that's that's nice for Kelsey for sure. I mean, we could get a close game with Doug Mar- the, re- the resurgence of Doug Martin. Well, hey, if you think it's going to be <laughs> close, then you should really bring it back with some Doug Martin, Chris. Yeah. You know that? Um, <laughs> No, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, so that covers that game. Let's let's uh, let's. Well, unless you guys have something to add. Yeah, well, uh, I'll just say. No. Oh, go ahead. No, no, you go. I'm gonna get a game. I was just gonna say this. Uh, if you were gonna bring it back with the Oakland guy, this Marcel Aitman's been getting um, a lot of reps. So I feel like oh, he's- reps. We've got snaps and reps. <laughs> yeah. I okay. So. Last last two games, he's played 65 out of 68 snaps, five targets. Um, I don't have his targets for the last week for whatever reason, but they I saw him popping in uh, in um, in models today. I yeah, like, I mean, I was and honestly, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even noticed uh, until like, uh, yeah, this past week, I was like, oh, who is this guy that's getting all these. Uh, uh, snaps and targets, and yeah, I, 
I don't know if it's if it's a name that I can click outside of like maybe some uh, Kansas City and then just bring it back with him. But I I mean I don't I don't know if I can punt with him. That's for sure. All right, glad we uh, we stopped the show for uh, that guy. Eatman. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about New England, John. I want to know yeah. one thing from you first of all. I want like you're supposed to have the inside word on Gronk. He now hits the injury report again today. He, we had one day where he was clean, and then now he's back on there with his back. Yeah. Tick. Okay, so here's the deal. Pretty much from what I've been told, um, Gronk has not been working out. Um, I, when I say working out, like he's been at practice, he's been you know doing the drills and stuff, but he hasn't been like actually working out his normal workout routines. He hasn't been doing that. Um, he's not fully recovered. So biggest thing here is he's going to play. He's good to play, but he's obviously not a hundred percent. If he's not doing his normal workout routines, if he's not doing like, there's just things that he's not doing that he would normally be doing, but he's obviously limited in some capacity because he's just getting treatment because he's not a hundred percent. So for me, it's like Gronk to me is a guy where if I was to pay six or seven K, which is his normal price on like DK, I wouldn't do it. But at 5,400, you can still look to him because he's obviously still good enough. He's going against a lot of single coverage. He's not seeing as much, you know, double coverage or bracket. Um, as he usually does because they have Josh Gordon on one side. And um, I think also the Vikings, they had a bunch of guys on the injury report. I think one of them was Xavier Rhodes. I don't think he practiced. No, yeah, no so he, uh, he, his ham, it looked bad. He went out with his hamstring. I don't, I don't think he's going to play. Looked like that's, he got shot in the leg. That's huge too. Because for Mr. Josh Gordon. For Mr. Josh Gordon and for Gronk because normally what they do is they single out Rhodes on the outside against the team's best receiver, and they just go one-on-one. And that's what they did with Devontae Adams, and that's what they always do with Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams always crushes him. But now, I don't know, will they do that? Will they just single out their number two corner against Josh Gordon, or are they going to have help for him? And if they have help for him – and Gronk's going to be no, one of the guys. They're just going to put. They're going to put uh, Trey Wayne's on him. Yeah, but are they going to single him up? They literally leave Rhodes on an island when they play number one, like number one wide receivers. I don't see them leaving Trey. If they leave Trey Wayne's on an island with Josh Gordon, that's a matchup I want to attack all day. But I don't see them doing that. I don't. I don't know. Brett, you have an idea? Um, I mean, I do like this game in general. Um, but yeah, I think, I think with no Xavier Rhodes, Josh Gordon would be, um, the guy that I'd want the most exposure to. Uh, again, I don't Gronk, really like this game. I, I'm surprised. Really? I, I like That's this interesting. game. I, I like this game too. And I think the most mispriced player on the slate is in this game. Dude, we're going to, we're going to see the Vikings. You, just try to slow it down. The Pats are – we're going to see the Pats run the ball too much. I just don't see the, the upside with, like, Brady in the passing game anymore, and, and, and I, don't, I don't feel comfortable with Gronk right now, like, especially what you're saying. Yeah, he had that one touchdown that was, like, kind of lucky. 
that he made a phenomenal catch on, but like he didn't have like a ton of opportunities, you know, and I don't think they're going to use him a ton. It would be Josh Gordon would be the guy I, I like. And obviously I like Diggs a little bit um, and Thielen, sure. But um, I don't know. I just feel like from a, I just feel like the Patriots are going to run so much in this game, even though it's a tough run defense. I, I personally, I see what you're saying. I personally love Kirk Cousins. I think he's mispriced at 5,500 on DraftKings. That's just, that's too cheap um, for me. Um, he's, he's a guy, he's just coming off a 30-point game against Green Bay. He could easily outdo that price. Um, it's just, to me, I'm, I'm definitely going to have some Kirk Cousins in my lineups. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's like my second quarterback that I have marked up here for sure. So um, at at his price tag of 5,500, and now you're starting to see some movement between quarterbacks. You have Mahomes all the way uh, priced up at 7,600. So uh, there are some interesting uh, price tier gaps now. Um, Even Cam Newton at 6,600. I mean, obviously Cam is going to have the higher floor here, but I I don't know. I really like this spot for the Vikings pass um, in New England. I think they're going to be forced to pass and we know where those balls are going when they're passed. So I I don't know. I love, I love doing a a double stack here of um, the Vikings and then bringing it back with like a Josh Gordon. Um, It it is interesting to note that Gronk, um, they didn't ease Gronk back in uh, last week. I mean, he basically played every single snap. So no, yeah, he's gonna he block. He's, he's gonna block, man. They right. need him to block. They're that, that's what they need him for. Yeah. Well, I mean, he had seven targets, so it's not like they didn't look to him at all. And a few of them were in the end zone. Um, so one he caught, obviously, and then there was one or two that he missed on, but. They look to him in the end zone. To me, Gronk's a guy, he's got upside regardless because he's just a freak. It was a hell of a catch that he brought in. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was awesome. He is somewhat hampered with an injury, but we know that. And he was last week, and he still came out and and gutted it out and played the whole game and did okay. So, I mean – if he catch, he could have caught two touchdowns that game. It, he has that opportunity, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested in him. That's why I wanted to get an, an opinion on. But um, just kind of down on this, and, I, and I'm interested in Diggs too because if they, even if he gets Gilmore, he's going to get one on one coverage, and I, I just think Diggs is, can eat against anybody one on one. And Cousins won't shy away in that matchup. Diggs' targets have been unbelievable the last month. I mean, when Diggs is healthy, you play Diggs. It's, like, so simple, like, every time, every slate. You could, you could play them both. If you're stacking Cousins and you could do it, you could play them both. Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. All right, what's, uh, what's, what's next on the menu? Um, should, we, should we go more position by position, or do you, wanna, you guys want to keep uh, just talking about games? Let's go another game, because I, I, I kind of like this game a lot, and I, fe- I feel like it's going to get overlooked. 
yep. um, is the Cleveland-Houston game. So, first of all, I think there are a lot of, like, you know, good, not really expensive plays from this game, which I like. Um, Baker Mayfield is at 5,600, I think. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson's at 62 or 63 on DraftKings. Oh, 61, sorry. Um, so both those guys I, I, I actually kind of like. Um, I love Nijoku. I think if you're pivoting off of Ebron, he's a really good pivot. Houston is just terrible against the tight end. You guys saw that Johnny Smith 60-yard run pretty much <laughs> that he had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I do like him a lot. Uh, Demarius Thomas's price for some reason is still at Monday night game. Yeah, 4,300, yeah, because of the Monday night game. Um, so that's a guy who you should definitely look at. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I like some of those pieces, and I think this game is kind of sneaky from the standpoint. I don't, I don't think people are going to stack it. I think people might take a piece, you know, but I don't think people are going to actually stack this game. Yeah, I think I think my favorite play in this whole game is like a very non-sexy play, and it's just Lamar Miller. Um, guy con- is consistently, you know, getting the ball still. Um, and four of his last five games, he's gone over 100 yards. So I don't know. I don't exactly know where his ownership is going to be, uh, but his price tag of only 4,600 on DraftKings. I, I mean, I really like that's uh, the spot for Lamar for sure. That's what I mean. They have a ton of affordable plays in this game. Like Lamar Miller is just another guy. You know, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna play Lamar Miller, but he's just another guy. I like a running back near him a little bit more. Yeah, I kind of like Njoku in this game. Uh, Texans been giving it up uh, week after week to the tight end position, especially uh, last three games. A lot of touchdown um, to Jordan Reed, uh, Johnny Smith, and Jeff Hireman who uh, was going to was gonna go nuts until he got uh, got hurt. Uh, yeah, that was the way you closed the show last week. Yeah, he was going to go nuts, and Lacoste stepped in and, uh, and took, his, took his shine away from him. But, uh, yeah, so this is, a, this is a good spot for Njoku if he's healthy, which, seemed, you know, he had, a, that, he had a great catch last week. Did you guys see that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did see it. It was nice. Um. Anyway, so he's the guy that I'm kind of looking at. Um, other than that, I mean, I kind of feel like uh, it's stupid, but I feel like this might be a good week to finally get something out of Jarvis Landry. No one's going to want – everyone's completely done with this guy, but um, and for good reason, I get it. But uh, I think, that, like, from a GBP standpoint, although there's just never a really upside with him. It's just like his percentage of uh, targets that he catches is so low. Um I do like the Njoku call for sure because it does it does seem like him and Baker have a thing now uh, each and every week. So um, and, and like I mean, this is the one week where tight end you're going to get so much leverage on the field if you don't click Eric Ebron this week. So um, I'm all aboard like getting like these Njokus that you're going to get for single digit ownership just because Ebron is going to really soak up so much of the ownership this week. You really think he's going to be single digits? Even um, with Ebron, yeah, because um, because mainly because he's at that exact same price, right? If if he was like if he was like at thirty eight hundred, I would say no. Yeah, I think he's gonna get single. I think you're right. 
Um, I think but, he might be my barn. I mean, obviously, price included, my favorite tight end. Then sure, yeah, that's and just, like, that's but the, awesome. But that's the main reason, right? Because Ebron's forty two hundred and he's forty three hundred. Right. No, um, it makes sense. If you pay up, you're. I mean, you're going to be going up to obviously the Kelsey Ertz is in on the main slate here. So, um, yeah, I, I just feel like uh, all these other tight ends are going to be probably single digits. I mean, I, I think Kelsey and Gronk will be two guys that go um, over uh, double digits here, but percentage. But yeah, outside of I that, I, I don't know if Gronk will. Yeah, I, I would. You know, it's obviously going to be based upon his his health. But if he gets the go ahead, I mean, I. He got all those snaps last week, and I'm gonna I'm gonna want like guys to bring it back because I do like that uh, New England Minnesota game, and I will have game stacks there. Yeah. All right, let's talk. Uh, I got a take on this game. Is this even a, this is on the slate, right? The the Packers they're on the the main. Yep. Side. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna, everyone's gonna be all over uh, Aaron Jones, and I get it. It's home favorite. Wait, they're at home, right? Packers. They are in Lambert. Yep. Yeah. Big home favorite um, against a bad uh, Cardinals team. I get it. The home favorite running back. And obviously, this is a great matchup. But it's like do or die, the end of the road for the Packers here. And I feel like in that situation, Aaron Rodgers is going to sling the ball. And that's just what's going to happen. They're going to live and die by him. And he's going to force that. And I'm, I have a lot more interest. I know this might be a hot take, but I, I'm all about David Johnson. Surprise, surprise. Instead of Aaron Jones in this game, I think the, the matchup is great. And, you know, the, the usage is there. And if, if they can at least keep this competitive, which I think they can, then uh, this could be an absolute monster game for him. Yeah, so it's interesting. You love Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball out, but you don't. Like your favorite play isn't Devontae Adams? I just like the other. I mean, I do like him. It's he's got the the tough matchup, but he's matchup proof. He he beats so, every tough matchup. So here's the thing: is like we want David Johnson. Obviously, it's pretty good when game script has him trailing from behind because hopefully you would hope that they'd be throwing him the ball more and getting involved in the passing game, which he should be doing. Um, but I mean, like if you think that, then I think those Packers wide like like Devontae Adams has to be squarely like one of your top plays. I like him, and I like uh, Marquez Valdez Scanling, the law yeah. firm. Um, I like him. Uh, yeah, I, I do. I like the passing game. You know, so and it's more concentrated. It's more, more concentrated with uh, Graham. You know, not being able to uh, do much with his ball. Right. As a resident Packer fan, I will say this: there's definitely a narrative be uh, behind Rodgers this week. It always feels like. Um, Every year when the Packers get off to a bad bad start, like he kind of almost has to throw down a gauntlet like, yeah, we're going to win the rest of the games. Well, not only has he been like saying a lot of stuff in the media about them uh, having to run the table, but then Randall Cobb kind of just in his presser, and I guess Cobb's going to be back this week, is just said that Rodgers is just going to unload this week. So if you want to buy into any narratives, um, seems like – a lot of the media has kind of been pressing them to, you know, say a lot of this stuff, but uh, kind of with you, uh, I'm buying the passing here and just, you know, they just go off on Arizona, but I, I don't know if I, if I can bring it back with a DJ here. Well, um, 
There's been five running backs who total at least 15 touches against them, which is a bad thing for David Johnson. But of those five, three of them finished as top eight options, um, you know, and it's, it's basically through the passing game. And that's where David Johnson excels. And they allow um, 7.26 yards per target to opposing running backs. We know Leftwich is just going to – I mean, at the usage that David Johnson's commanding, when the game is somewhat – it's not complete blowout where they then had to stop using the fourth is just insane. Like, they're just they're, – they're, they're throwing to him. They're running him. They're just – it's just David Johnson, David Johnson over and over and over again. And I'm not, I'm not high on this Packers defense at all. And yeah. so I, I, I think that this is going to – he's going to get overlooked. Everyone's going to be on Aaron Jones. But, like, this is DJ who's got massive upside. Packers are hurt at every level, too, on the defensive side. And uh, they are 31st against uh, uh, pass-catching running backs. So that does fit. You know, that, that definitely fit, uh, fits your little um, play there for sure. Big play, not little. <laughs> um, it always helps when you have, like, good logic and then, like, everything starts coming together, right? Like when you start researching the plays. Yep. That's how I'd make every play, my friend. <laughs> Solid right. logic. Um, all right. So, uh, how, I mean, we've, we've rambled on for a while here, I think. Yeah. So, one, one guy that I think is still somewhat mispriced, T.Y. Hilton at 6K um, at Jacksonville. It looks like um, – Ramsey, uh, I think he's going to be out. Yeah, it looks like Ramsey will be out. Uh, it just seems like everything's been negative. If, Ram, if Ramsey's out, he's he's a, he's I'm jamming him in everywhere. Yeah, and it feels like right now, uh, you know, in that's that's the thing. Like if if uh, if uh, you got Eric Ebron being the chalk, like I'm totally cool with fading Ebron and going T. Y. Hilton everywhere. I'm sure T. Y. Hilton will still be somewhat popular, but. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are still going to think Jalen Ramsey, uh, Jacksonville corners, stay away. So maybe he won't be as highly owned as he should be. But, I mean, this guy, this guy's been a monster of late. Luck, Luck's arms looked a lot better, throwing a lot more deeper passes. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just all about uh, the Indy uh, pass offense here for sure. Yeah, and I think, too, people see T.Y. and he's not at home, and I think that – right there is another thing that they look at. I think they be, a lot of people want to roster him when he's at home. So when he's on the road, you know, I, th- I think people just see that and kind of look away sometimes. So I, I could see the T.Y. Hilton call, especially if Ramsey's out. If, if Ramsey's out, it's a better play for sure. It's the, they gave up the Jags. I'm finally on board with that narrative. It's over for them. They don't care and they're dysfunctional and – if Ramsey's out, it's like full throttle. Yeah, they definitely looked defeated in Buffalo last week. That's for sure. All right. All right. Do we? Uh, you guys got anything else for? Uh, should we? You guys want to do uh, calls or like? Yeah, we can do calls. I mean, we didn't talk about. Did we talk about Saquon? We did. Yeah, he deserves. A you play Sa- You play Saquon. It's like. If yeah. you can hit him, it's not hard anymore. You know, I don't like, think he's gonna be. I don't think he's gonna be popular at he all. He won't be popular. I think Kareem Hunt's gonna be more popular. Aaron Jones, no. McCaffrey, 
Gurley. They're all going to be more popular than Saquon. I mean, the, the Bears are obviously coming into town, and he's had two pretty easy defenses, the Eagles and the Buccaneers and the 49ers. So he's come off of some pretty easy uh, defensive matchups. I think, I think this spot, it actually turns out okay for him um, just because the Giants' O-line is just going to get eaten up by the Bears' D-line. Uh, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of drop-offs for him, especially in the second half coming back. This could be something like where he sees like – an astronomical amount of targets um, somewhere around like the 15 or 16. Like he, I want to say in like week two or week three, he got up there. So Now, Odell Beckham came out last week after the game pretty much and said that he would have loved to attack the corners more but from Philadelphia, but it wasn't in the game plan. Yeah, now, I stuck it to him. <laughs> to me – I don't understand how that's not in the game plan. Everyone who rostered Odell, that's pretty much what happened was they did not game plan to pick on the corners of Philadelphia, the third and fourth and fifth string corners of Philadelphia. Like, um, So this is a team right now where if they're not picking on the Philadelphia secondary, they're not picking on the Chicago Bears secondary. No way. Right. So what and, you know, oh, their the plan is for for Eli Manning to literally just hand the ball off, drop the ball off, throw five yard slants, throw mm-hmm. it out, hand the ball off. That, that that is their plan. So I'm for, right, from now on, I'm rostering only Saquon Barkley until I start to see him actually pick on defenses for a whole game. Odell loves loves being like that guy too, right? Just calling people out just being all about himself. You he know? should have, though. They threw a 40-yard bomb to him, and he right in his bread basket, like three plays in, and then mm-hmm. they don't go to him for almost the rest of the game until the very end. Yeah, that was how is that? Shot. How is that even possible? Like, right. wh- what are you doing? What, do you, what are you doing? I get it. You know, give Saquon the ball, but you got to also take shots. Any other uh, plays? Uh, we've we got, got, yeah, I've, I've got the squeaky, nail, squeaky wheel narrative with Kenny Stills against the Bills. Uh, he came out and saying that he can't throw the ball to himself, that he's been getting open all game and they're just not passing to him. And um, uh, I like to hear that. And he's gonna, no one's going to play him and he's going to be super cheap and he's got big play upside even though the Bills are tough against the pass. But um, – so that's my uh, squeaky wheel narrative for you. Nice. Yeah, I like I like uh, McCoy in that game too. I think yep. he's my he's my favorite running back under like like under five k. He's pretty much the guy who I'm diving down. He's my cheap guy. I think I'm going to have him all over the board. I ended up getting exposure to McCoy last week. It didn't really work out, but. Um, I don't mind. I don't mind going back to the well here. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to go, go there this week. Um, yeah. Want to do a call and get out of here? All right. That uh, we just did our calls. So let's get us get out of here. <laughs> and okay. uh, let's let's root for Saboner, Sabonis to finish strong in these last seven and a half. Uh, and uh, and then I can be happy. But, uh, all right, um, that's a wrap. Unless you guys uh, have one last final thing to say, now's your time. Yeah, oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, Robbie Anderson is a guy who you could steal cheap, cheap. This is a real GPP dart, but 3500 on DraftKings. 
Um, if he plays, which I think he practiced today, so it's looking like it. Um, played a lot of snaps last week. I, I forget if it was 49 of 60-something or 54 or 60-something, but it was a lot of snaps last week, Brett. All right, so don't worry about that. And he gets a really good matchup. It's going up either against Adoree Jackson or Malcolm Butler. Um, deep ball, he, he'll probably get two or three shots. Um, it, 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 like I said, it's one of those where you're looking for that 50-yard bomb play. He's 3,500, but boys, we didn't we didn't even uh, touch on we didn't even touch on uh, Fournette's suspension. Yeah, so uh, it's Carlos Hyde and uh, and yeah, DJ Yeldon split. Yeah. I mean, Hyde's got to be chalk, right? At thirty-three. Yeah, they're they're both they're both going to be chalky. They should be. Yeah, I don't know about Yeldon. Yeah, I mean, Yeldon's Yeldon's obviously going to get uh, more of the pass work there. But... I like Yeldon more than Hyde. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, it's interesting because I do I do like Indianapolis, and obviously, um, Indy will be owned due to the Eric Ebron. But I mean, you know, if, if I'm doing lock ty stacks, I'm gonna I'm gonna want to bring it back with probably one of those running backs for sure. Yeah, and if you if you think that Indy's going to be up in this game, then I think it's Yeldon all day. That's that's my opinion. If you're taking – like if you think this game's going to be Indy, Indianapolis controlling the game and being up, then Yeldon because they look to him on all the passing downs. They'll give him some carries too, but mainly it's Carlos Hyde, the running back, he gets most of the carries. Why? Yeldon gets most of the passing downs. That's what they've been doing. All right, that's great. Why did they take Montrezl out? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have the game on back here. Who they put in his place? Did he get oh, hurt? End the show. All right, that's it. That's a, it's a wrap. Uh, this is the RG DFS Tournament Takes podcast, and we'll catch you next week.